0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. This week in After Class, we're going to look at the last three fruit of the Spirit faith, meekness, and temperance. And I want to lead by asking you this question Are we faithful? Let's get started. Well, hello again and welcome back to the podcast in this week's after class as we continue looking at the last three fruit of the spirit. We've been doing an after class for this whole entire series on Thursdays and I've been enjoying it just kind of going back even today before recording kind of going back through my notes, seeing some of what I left out. I left out some strategically, I left out some just because of time. But I want to talk about a little bit of that this week, and I hope that it's been a help to you. We uh, we have one more week in this series, and I'm really excited about how we're going to wrap this up, and the text that we're going to be in, and then a couple of weeks off. We'll still have things going on in the podcast, but in our church, we'll have a couple of things off, and then we'll be getting into a brand new series. The brand new series for those of you listening, I'll go ahead and tell you. You get a little sneak peek because you listen to the podcast, but we're going to talk about we're going to give eight parables of Jesus. We're not going to get every parable of Jesus, but over the next eight weeks, once we get that started, we're going to look at eight parables of Jesus, and I think that is going to be a help and encouragement to us in our walk with God. But Let's talk this week a little bit about these last three fruit of the Spirit. We started with faith. Faith, the opposite, which we've been looking at just to kind of give us some understanding and give us another perspective on every one of these fruit of the Spirit. The opposite of faith is doubt. The word faith here has the idea of being faithful. And you say, well, then why would be doubt be the opposite? Because when I'm not faithful, I've noticed it's because I'm doubting in some area of my life. I said this in class, I believe, but when I'm not faithful in my Bible reading, I'm, I'm doubting maybe God's goodness. Sometimes I'm doubting how God is working in my life, and so I'm not faithful. If I'm not faithful in prayer, there's some area of doubt. And God maybe can't handle this, so I've got to handle it myself. The opposite of faith is doubt, but but I we we talked about faithfulness, and I began the clash, and I thought it was for good reason. But we talked about the faithfulness of God and how God is he's he's faithful, and when we are tempted, he is faithful in forgiving our sins. He's faithful in calling us, and I'm going to be honest. When I started the lesson there, I wasn't planning on spending much time there, but but I remember, and even just going over them real quick right now, just how special some of those verses are to me. And I think I guess this is after class I can take time. I think it's because and I said something briefly about it on the uh, in the live class. But I remember being down at Pensacola Christian College, which were some some of my favorite times. And I I remember late at night just it was after a church service and I had worked the church service a, a young lady and I think it was Johnny Pope's daughter, if I remember right. I may be wrong on that detail, but she sang this song, He's Been Faithful. And I will not sing it for you on the podcast, but it says, He's been faithful, faithful to me, looking back his love and mercy I see. And she sang that song, and, and I remember going to work that night and sitting down, I worked as a, on the crew that would wax the floor. So we got to be out late at night when everybody else is asleep. And I went to school at pretty strict college. You had to be in bed at a certain time. And if you're up, you get demerits. And... But I got to be up in the, in the late hours and I love nighttime. It just allows me to think. And I, I usually get emotional, but I usually get reminiscent and I think better in that time. But I was sitting there waiting for work at night, writing down some thoughts from that song and how it meant something to me. And then, when we're working you you would uh, scrub the floors and then you would put the wax down you had to wait for like an hour you just wait and let that wax dry before you put on another coat And so we had time to study and i was just writing out a sermon that i didn't know if i'd ever preached And matter of fact i don't know if i ever did technically but i was writing about the faithfulness of god and i was looking up verses about how god is faithful and i came across those three points god is faithful when we're tempted god is faithful in forgiving our sins and god is faithful in calling us and I, I don't know why 20 years later I'm remembering that, but it must have been a situation that I needed. And you know what, 20 years later, and a lot of heartaches later, God's still been faithful. And so, though the fruit of the Spirit isn't necessarily telling us that God is faithful, it is a character of Jesus Christ. And if He is faithful, then He expects that of us. So, my question is are we faithful? Are we seeing the fruit of the Spirit, faith, in our lives? Are we overcoming the temptation? Are we overcoming the difficulties? Are we confessing sin? Are we faithful to God? There is a requirement, and we looked at that verse, Moreover, it required that stewards of the man be found faithful. And then I said as we that we will be teaching on it in a few weeks once we get to the parables, but we talk about the, the report of faithfulness, and we will be in Matthew 25 for that. But for today... For this after class, there's two two areas that I did not say in my lesson that I want to just touch on real quick So I want to get to some other stuff. But but when we're talking about faithfulness, we think about God's commands. Two things I had in my notes I didn't talk about. Number one, there is God has general commands for us all. that They're the same for every one of us. For instance, I don't know who's listening to this podcast. Well, no one right now, but when it does air... I don't know who's going to listen to it, but I do know this about you right there. You that are listening right now, I know something about you. God wants you to pray to him. I know that. How do I know? The Bible tells me. I know this about you right now, even though I don't know who you are maybe or who's listening. God wants you to spend time in his word. You say, how do you know that? Are you a psychic? No, I just know because the Bible tells us. There are general commands that all of us need to be faithful in, but then there is God's specific plan. Now watch. If you're listening to this and you're single, I'm going to tell you who God wants you to marry. Are you ready? No, I'm not. I have no idea. It's God's specific plan for you. I'm not going to tell you a college student where you're going to be when you get out of college. I don't know. That's God's specific plan. And so, I can't speak for your life on what you are to do, but you still have to be faithful in whatever God calls you to do. And faithful is he who calls you who also will do it. Some of the things that God is will call you to are not easy, but that's why we got to remember. This is a fruit of the spirit. You are now as a Christian, as a child of God, you are indwelt by the Holy spirit and be as As a Christian that's indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you will face some difficulties, some trials, but you must endure by faith, trusting God, not doubt. So let me ask you, are you faithful? If you had to give a report right now of your faithfulness to God, are you faithful? Are you faithful in the general commands that would be the same for me? But are you faithful in what God has called you to do that would be specific to you? Are you faithful to your local church? Are you faithful in the study of God's word? Are you faithful? That was the first fruit. We talked about meekness after that. And again, this is after class. This is not repeat class. So I'm trying not to get into everything that we talked about. But, but I do want to set it up. I said the word meekness is a very difficult word to try to translate If you took humility and gentleness and self-control and submission and mix that all together, you get this word, meekness. And I said, which was funny, I hope you caught it. I said, almost any time you hear a preacher talk about meekness, he will give an illustration about a horse. And no lie, I had no idea. I know I just said I'm not a psychic. Maybe I am, I don't know. But I had no idea, but my dad's sermon, he mentions the word meek and then he gives the illustration of a horse. And I thought, how... How perfect. I just set my class up for that. I hope that you you heard that. But he talked about meekness, and meekness is power under control. And we talked about in meekness, we are to do a few things. And the Bible gives us some instruction. I hope, go back and listen if you didn't listen, because I love the verses that we shared. But we talked about in meekness, we need to restore the fallen. This is Galatians 6. There's going to come times when people fall and fail and they, they get away from God. And you and I are not to sit back and be judgmental and hateful. We are to, in meekness, remember that words, Humility, gentleness, self-control, submission. In meekness, restore them. And then we talked about how not only to restore the fallen, but in meekness we are to reach the lost. The Bible tells us there in Second Peter that we are to reach the lost, but do it with the spirit of meekness. And then, you and I need to receive the Word of God. So we got the three R's going on there. I hope you caught that. Restore, reach, and receive. You and I are to receive the Word of God, according to James 1, with the spirit of meekness. So when I read the Word of God, I need to come to it humble, gentle, disciplined, submitted to it. When I listen to preaching, I need to come humble, gentle, submitted to it, and full of discipline you see it's meekness the opposite is discord it the opposite of that is going into a message wanting to argue with everything the pastor says and i've met those people the opposite of that is going into the word of god wanting to critique everything that the bible has to say trying to find a there's got to be a contradiction somewhere that's a discord that's a spirit of discord the bible says we're to be meek but then I, I didn't read these verses because of my time, and so I should have had my Bible open to it. But I'm going to find real quick Psalm 25. And I didn't read these because I was getting a little rushed on time. I remember teaching. I looked up and I was like, whoa, I'm running out of time. But in Psalm 25, we see the reward for the meek. Psalm 25 verse 9 says this, The meek will he, God, guide in judgment. You say, whoa, whoa, whoa you just said don't judge. Remember, there's a different word. Judge here means... The word judgment here means discernment. So if you have a spirit of meekness, God will guide you and give you discernment in decisions you need to make. Hey, sign me up for that. I've got two teenagers and two boys approaching being teenagers one day. Sign me up for that. I'm a husband. Sign me up for that type of judgment. But the only way to get that, one of the ways to get that is To have a meek spirit. Not be one full of discord, but have a meekness. But it goes on. It's not just that. Because he says in verse 9 again, the meek will he guide in judgment. And the meek will he teach his way. So not only is God going to give us some discernment and decisions, but he's going to guide us into his way. What is his will? What do we want us to do here? God, how do I handle this situation? Keep a meek spirit. God guides and God gives discernment to the meek. So the fruit of the Spirit, faith. The fruit of the Spirit, meekness. You and I need to have that spirit of meekness and not the spirit of discord. But then the final one was that of temperance. Temperance is when I sold our class I will be reading a secular book by a guy named Ryan Holiday. I'll be reading his book on temperance that he just came out. It's a whole book on it soon but even when i'm hearing though he's not a christian as far as i know but even when i'm hearing he he can't avoid the bible because the bible talks about temperance and he quotes it and he talks about it but the opposite of temperance is indulgence and I, I wrote this in my notes i don't think i said it the other day but every goal every goal that you and i have means nothing if we don't have discipline whatever it is you have a goal of losing weight, but you don't discipline yourself to eat better or exercise, you're not going to lose weight. If you have a goal of running a 5k, but you don't ever get up and run, you're not going to run it. It's not going to happen. So every goal needs discipline and discipline is more than just self-control. It is being spirit controlled. And that's what we're talking about. And we talked about areas and this is a big point. I did rush through it and I will rush through it again here, but I want something to. I want you to think about because spirit controlled. We talked about areas in which we need to be spirit controlled. One is physical, our physical bodies. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We need discipline when it comes to what goes into our body. But then we talked about speech. Our tongue needs to be disciplined. There's a lot of verses in the Bible about the power, All of James, almost all of James chapter number three, but the, the power and the danger of the tongue, if it's not c- controlled, it, the word in James chapter 3 is the words: if our tongue is not bridled. It, it's Our tongue, our speech needs to be disciplined. There needs to be spirit control to our tongue. And I think we all know that our tongue can get us in a whole bunch of trouble. But then we talked about there needs to be self-control or spirit control with our attitudes or our emotions. When it comes to our anger when it comes to our depression when it comes to our, our our lashing out at people when it comes to just reclusing into a a room and a bed and avoiding everybody because we think we don't like how situations no 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 we've got to we've got to have spirit controlled discipline over our emotions and over our attitude as spouses as parents as co workers and then We need temperance or spirit control over our thoughts. You know, the thoughts are the blueprints for your actions. When you and I don't have thoughts that are right, it's going to lead to that wrong thinking, that stinking thinking, those what I used to call, not from me, I got it from a guy online, a doctor, brain doctor online, he calls them ants, automatic negative thoughts. But when we have those ants, automatic negative thoughts going through our mind, that's eventually going to affect our actions, it's gonna affect our faithfulness. If I have ants in my mind, automatic negative thoughts, I'm not gonna act in faithfulness. I'm gonna act in doubt. See how this all ties together? We need to have temperance about us. See, so well, how do I develop this spirit spirit control in my life? Well, I think we have to admit we're weak. Don't get too confident saying, "Oh, I can do this." Remember the Bible says every man is tempted when he's drawn away from his own lust and enticed. So don't get too overconfident saying, "Oh, I can handle this." No, you need the spirit's control in every bit of your life. All the other eight fruit of the spirit, don't think you can do that because you can't. You need the spirit's control to help you be love and help you to be full of joy and help you to be peace and all of these different. So you need that uh, I, I wrote in my notes: We need to forget the past. Sometimes we're so we're so focused on the past. Well, I failed in the past, and I, I, I every time I try this diet, I keep failing, or every time I try to read my Bible, I fail. Hey, forget that stuff. Right now, be spirit controlled. Right now, depend upon the spirit. You don't don't go back and use the past as an excuse. Right now, right this moment, be yielded to the spirit. Become accountable. Get some help say, well, the spirit of God doesn't need help. That's true, but you do. Get some accountability in your life. We got to avoid temptation. We don't give place to the devil. We still have to take practical steps. I wrote this in my journal this week, and I think I tweeted it if you're on Twitter, but it's something to the effect of this. Walking by faith or a life of faith doesn't negate wise actions. Just because you say, well, I'm going to walk in the spirit. Okay, you still need to take a wise action. Don't be tempted. Don't walk around temptation. Don't put yourself in bad situations. And then ultimately, we just got to depend on the spirit. We got to ask God, God, help me to be disciplined in this area. Help me to trust you to discipline me in this area. And God will do it. Hey, that's a little quick summary of, the, of what we talked about on Sunday and a little extra that I did not mention on Sunday because I got rushed. But I hope and i pray that this study so far these fruit of the spirit are something that you are thinking about that you are praying about that you are talking to god about saying god i can't do this i need you to develop this fruit in my life and next week we're going to wrap this up i'm going to take you over to second peter and we're going to wrap this up in in a in a way i got to fully develop everything the the original one part of the thought i'm excited about i got to figure out how to put it all together but I'm excited about the one thought and I really believe that we're going to bring a good conclusion to this series so beyond Sunday how are you doing we're we're 8 weeks in are you taking your faith from Sunday to Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday and on I hope so and I pray so and I hope you're sensitive to it I hope you're thinking about it throughout the week like I am when I notice this the opposite the flesh start coming out I start talking to myself saying oh there's the flesh And I hope you are as well. Hey, thanks for listening this week. We'll see you back on Sunday. Have a great week. Hey, guys, thanks for sticking around for the ramblings. I hope that that uh, lesson was a help to you. And if so, would you hit subscribe wherever you are listening? Make, Make sure you get every new content that comes out that you will get it. And then also, if you would, leave a review. Whether you write one or you just hit a star. It doesn't matter to me. We need some Spotify people to do. We've had a few over there on Apple Podcasts, about twenty or so. Not a lot, but we got a few. But over on Spotify, I think we have one. And so uh if you find a spot over there, just hit hit one of the stars and that would be a that'd be a big help. Um I think I, I mentioned a little bit about the next series. We're gonna talk about eight parables of Jesus. And if you if you're not ready, you want a little homework to go, what is a parable? Why did Jesus speak in parables? And right now I'm looking at, I'm trying to figure out the graphics behind it and what the subtitle will be if we're going to have one. I want to get it out there to um, our church people, but then you guys on the podcast as well here soon. I think it's going to be a good study, but here's what I'm going to ask of you in the ramblings. Would you pray about that study? Would you pray about the parable study for me and for the other teachers as we teach this? If we get it on the podcast, get it out to people around the world. We have more states, by the way, and more countries that are listening to this. Since I've been, I've been checking, we have more states and more countries that are listening to this. And, and it's because of people like you that, that do the subscribe, that do the stars, that share it. And I really do appreciate that. So be prayerful for the next study. I, I think it's going to be a help to us. So I think that's about it. I almost said without further ado, because that's what I say on Sundays. But uh, I don't need to say that. All i got to say to you is goodbye and have a good week.